guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Between Wrath and Mercy, the first book in Jess Wisecup's The Divine Between series. But before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes, and give away free enamel pins, stickers, books, and bookmarks. And a special shout out to our patrons for all of your support, which we appreciate. We love and appreciate you guys. Yes. So, 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 we, Julia and I, have always <laughs> been fangirls. And I love it when we have like a certain like show that we both yes. love to watch because then we can both geek out yes. over something other than books. We yes. love geeking out about <laughs> books, but sometimes like, TV shows are just a little bit more accessible to be able to like binge at the same time. Right. And um, Stranger Things is one of those um, yeah. that we both have loved. <laughs> if you've not watched Stranger Things, <laughs> where have you been? I was actually talking about when I was at the hospital um, before I left last night. I don't know who brought it up, but somebody was like, have you watched the last two episodes of Stranger Things? And so like we were actually, I could have left, but like yeah. we were talking about Stranger Things. <laughs> so you couldn't leave. Couldn't could leave. not leave. I couldn't leave. So I was like, Look. Oh, I love it. And so for me, and I know there's a lot of uh, nostalgia, 80s nostalgia that is tied to it. But you guys, like, literally the kids, they're in 1986. It's 1986 when they're in ninth grade. I was in ninth grade in 1986. They are literally Your age. my age. That yes. is so cool. Uh, and so it's like all the things, and you could tell the Duffer brothers have done extensive research to get things accurate. It's amazing. And just the fact that they incorporated in this and it's so true this was there was a movement about headbangers and stuff being all like you know like the druggies and devil worshippers there was a serious movement in the 80s where parents thought that music was making kids satanic and shit like Kevin and I were like oh my god like when we were watching it I was like that you brings back that? memories like brought you back. Yes. have you ever I know that this is a tangent but have you ever watched I think CNN might have produced it they had like they would had TV specials on the decades and they did yeah. like the 50s the 60s and they did like technology music right. and just like public stuff and i remember watching like the 80s stuff and they mentioned that like yeah. they mentioned just like the turn of the century like music and everybody was like yes. people were like what the fuck it was this weird this? This like is... christian cultural movement yes. that was like so against and seeing that's all i ever listened to like rat and uh motley crew and like all of, like i was so into that shit you know and so yeah and so people thought i was weird and so like eddie munson Eddie Munson. Eddie Munson. Can we please talk about Eddie My Munson? Fucking hero. Okay, I've t I've already said this to Juliet because you know I ha we had to gush about we had to gush about Eddie Munson to each other, and I was just like, what I find so fascinating about Stranger Things is that each season they kind of have a new character that they introduce. Mm -hmm. Like the second season was Max and her brother right. Billy, and mm -hmm. the third season was Robin. Yeah, and they always like have somebody that they introduce, and in the fourth season it was Eddie Munson, yeah. and every single season those characters become so important. So so important to viewers not only that they're just like so how do they do that appealing it's not like just hey we've got another sidekick but it's no, like this person you get is, invested in their, so their invested. story arc and yeah. it's unusual i find it unusual because most of the times it's like why did you why have another you person exactly I be with my main characters i don't care about this new character Look, opposite of opposite this of stranger is, things this is the genius of the duffer brothers like they their writing is 
it is amazing. Okay, so let's There's talk so about the Metallica Master of okay, Puppets scene. So Juliet and her husband didn't watch those two <laughs> episodes until a couple of day, a couple days after I watched it. So <gasps> I was messaging Juliet and I was like, "Hey, did Have you, you watch seen the final episode?" Because like, like I woke up that morning and I was like, "Let's watch it." I was like, oh "Yeah." My God. So um, I was like, "Okay, I need you to whenever you watch the second episode, um, there's a scene that reminds me of you," and that's all <laughs> I'm gonna say. I was like, "There's just a scene that reminds me of you." Okay, so she was like, "Of course, trying to." predict things oh would it Which be one? this was it this Ooh, one would it, it be this, one? this? i'm y'all. like no just watch the episode y'all <laughs> i was trying to predict it pre-predict it what you are you were, talking about oh i bet because you had watched the first episode but yeah. not the last one yeah and you i thought were it was to gonna predict. be i was, thought it was gonna be about will being will, gay yeah exactly and so, okay so it's so funny y'all let me explain to you what happened it's in my great. household when they climbed on the top of that fucking trailer and the upside down and the strings of Master of Puppets started. Kevin, I, I said, no fucking way. Kevin goes, Master of Puppets. And like, we're like, we're like, he's like, oh my fucking God. Like, we were like, literally like. Hyperventilating. Hyperventilating, fangirling, freaking the fuck out. Jackson was like, what's happening? Why I don't understand. Like. What is this I was like, song? this is the most is epic thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, it could only happen in the Upside Down where he is playing Master of Puppets to get the bats to come to him. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. So that was a scene that reminded me of Juliet. <laughs> And I'm going to give you a little insider information. <laughs> Juliet has written some other books. <sighs> and um, they were actually YA series. Yeah. And she had a character who played a Metallica song. He had he was, like, powered. And he, like, was singing a Metallica song. And I was just like, it. Re- this reminds me of that scene that you yeah. wrote so long ago. That's so funny. Like, and I was yeah, because like, he had the power of voice and music. It was so cool. And yeah. I was like, it's. I didn't even think about that. She didn't that, even but, think about it, yeah. but I did. I was like, this reminds me of oh you. Oh, my gosh. And we had a yeah. nice little reminisce about that, so that was real <laughs> fun. But, like, Eddie Munson, okay. Oh. This is the this is how much effect Eddie Munson has had on me, his character. I have not bought any Stranger Things, like, clothing or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Stranger Things, but I never did felt Did you get a Help Our Club t-shirt? I got three. <laughs> I want one. I haven't gotten I got one yet. Three. One of them is a sweatshirt with um. It says like Master of Puppets on it, and it's Eddie going oh, like this. Oh, I'm getting that one. And then I'm getting um, it. the other one, it says I think Hellfire Club, and I think the other one is another just Eddie Munson appreciation. And what's so cool shirt. is they really made him like when when he came on scene. I was like Kevin. He looks like Eddie Van Halen. Like yes, he looks so he much like Eddie Van, Van Halen. Halen you know? You're so right. Like this it, haircut. Like the, <laughs> it's so funny because like the haircuts and stuff, y'all. They're so bad and stuff. But it's like I literally it's iconic. I feel like I am a child again. Yeah. Like when I watch these Love shows, it. it's just amazing. and like how can Billy be hot? Like you know how is Billy hot in the stash? In that but Rob Lowe's so son. Hot. Isn't that Rob Lowe's son though? Quick. He's really beautiful. He is really beautiful. But he is with that his funky stash like, and mullet haircut. His name is Dacre. Montgomery? So maybe it's not him. Maybe I thought it was. Wait, I thought he was British. I think maybe I was just thinking he looked like him. And I mean, not he Dacre has Montgomery. that jawline. You, I look, see. look at that. Look like at he that has, face. He yeah. looks exactly like he Rob He really Lowe. does. Honestly, I never noticed it before. But now that you said it, it's all I can see. Anyway. So yeah, I mean, we're One more season, obsessed. they said. We get one what? more. And you know what? I'm glad that they'll end on a high yeah, note, me honestly. Too. I don't I want agree. them to keep dragging it out and trying to do new things. And I was actually pretty pretty surprised that they had um tied tied up a lot of like 
I wouldn't even call them loose ends because I wasn't looking for the answers to these questions, but they're going to yeah. answer them. And I was yeah. very surprised that they're going to answer a lot of the questions about the upside down. I was just accepting well, and just of, like, like it just being And there. I loved us knowing that like it was her power that created the upside down and That's pushed really cool. Vecna or, you know, one, number one into well, the upside down. that. Maybe oh, people haven't done Stranger so Things yet. <laughs> That's so sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, but it's really cool. The whole Vecna aspect, all of that was interesting. I was glad we went to a new sort of like super villain. Absolutely. Um, who my mom said that Jamie Campbell Bowers voice whenever he was um playing his character, she was like, It reminded me a lot of Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka. That voice <laughs> that he would do, like that, hey guys. Like yeah, the, it was like deep. weird. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, he totally went there. But I love Jamie Campbell Bower. He's really cool. He's oh, yeah. A, he's a rocker too he actually has a band did you know that Mm-mm. Vecna has a band what yeah. English rock band I think it's always awesome too when we see these sort of like beautiful people become physically ugly because of yes. they become monsters You're like right. physical monsters You're totally right yeah. Oh, anyway, anyway, that's our obsession anyway. with Stranger Things thank you for coming to our TikTok. oh can I just say one more thing because I had like I had a weird feeling <laughs> This oh this, so this is a spoiler so skip ahead thirty seconds if you don't want to know okay. about Stranger Things so there's a part in episode four where Vecna has L pinned up against like the wall mm-hmm. and he's like telling her basically I I assumed you would be by my side like mm-hmm. it was almost I felt like bride like like monster beast bride like so interesting though because whenever I had first watched that scene like I didn't get those vibes but like after like maybe Juliet, I watched like, too much monster it, romance uh, too much monster <laughs> romance Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean that 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 is because he was I, like, I, like I intended for you to be by my side. Well, yeah. that's always like when a monster says that he intends her as his bride. Of you course, know? yeah, like and we so, can rule together, right? Like, hello, and I was like, oh my god. And Vecna? now that you say that, like now that Juliet, I'm like, bringing it back to romance, man. Yeah. Bring it back to romance. <laughs> Good job, Duffer Brothers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All, All right, right, guys, let's talk let's about. talk about let's talk about wrath and mercy. Wrath and mercy okay, between characters. wrath and mercy. This is Jess Weisscup's debut novel and um juliet and i have been hearing a lot about it from jen our friend from the book (laughs) refuge and i don't find that we venture too often into like the fantasy realm on our own anymore Mm -hmm. it's mostly by recommendation like oh guys i think that you would really like these right it's not what we gravitate towards i I find like we've switched from fantasy to like sci-fi romance we're like aliens i know like that's our thing now instead (laughs) of like just fan a fantasy world but um we've heard a lot about it from Jen and we finally picked it up and read it and I think that Jess Wisecup has created a very interesting world. Oh so, yeah, um, very. There is, I, and I don't find it too big to, I feel like it's not a bad entry level kind of fantasy romance either. Yeah. It's not too complicated, which I really Not too complicated. I mean, it's definitely got it's some complexities with the gods and whatever. Um, it does feel a little Greek god goddess to me. Yeah. You know, um, because the gods can be good or evil, and they can pick, you know, pick who, and choose, pick and choose who to they bless support, people, and which stuff. is very yeah. Greek god. Yes, exactly. Like, like how know? much are they going to influence us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so before we get into the actual like 
meat of the story. We need to talk about the characters real quick. Mm-hmm. And then in the spoiler section, we're going to go over kind of like a brief world overview um, and talk about that. Kind of like set the scene like we usually do for fantasy novels. Right. But anyway, so our main heroine, her name is Emmeline. So Emmeline is um, this, she was a twin. And she had a twin sister named Lucia. And Lucia was um, somebody that they called the beloved. And even though that they were twins, they were like the polar opposites of each other in looks. Um, uh, Emma has golden brown hair and uh, Lucia has this shock of white hair. And that was kind of like a telltale sign of her being like blessed, you know, with those powers. And her eyes also kind of lit up too. So like – of course, her family kind of really focused on Lucia because there is this prophecy, which we're not aware of in the beginning. All we know really is that the um, the beloved is meant to kind of bring about peace between these three countries. So we have three countries in this world, or at least in this area of the world. And so a lot of the attention went to Lucia, and she was supposed to be engaged to the crown prince of Vesto, which is where they're from, the country that they're from. Mm-hmm. And something happens, and Lucia is killed, and we'll talk more about that in detail. <laughs> and uh, em- Emma feels a little bit of guilt for that, and she runs away. <laughs> Enter our hero, Rainier, he is the mm. crown prince, the one who was actually, you know, kind of promised to her twin sister. But guess who he was really in love with? He was really in love with Emma. This is a second chance romance, guys, yes. in which I find this completely because we start years later. Years after all later, of this it's happened. like sixteen years later yeah. after the events of you know what what transpired for Lucia to die, and it's really the catalyst for Emma and Rain separating. And we don't really know a lot about the events from that night um initially we just know that they were separated and they haven't seen each other for a long time so i love the mystery i love it too because i love it's the just mystery. like it's it's a it's the driving force to find out what exactly happened what between happens. these two. and second chance romances are usually not our favorite right so i find <laughs> i really love the way that this yeah that's why i was like i was surprised handled. i was recommending it to you i'm like okay this is a second chance romance yeah because juliet actually but. read this one first and i was like hey so what do you think about it podcast <laughs> book yes and she was like yeah, yeah because like uh, we're just hard on why would this couple be separated? Like the right. reasoning always has to be like it has to feel believable, right? And I feel like it really works for this fantasy setting too because it's not like you can just stay in contact. Like once you're in like different cities and stuff, it's not right. easy to communicate. You, <laughs> you know, don't have cell phones. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I really like the reasoning and what kept them apart, and also what brings them together. What brings them together? Oh my so, goodness. Um, this is 16 years later. Emma has a daughter, Alora, and she has been kidnapped. And she has to ask for help and guess who she runs into. And guess who offers his help? It's rain. So they're thrown together, kind of like a little forced proximity situation. And I love rain. I so love him much. Too. He's so he is delicious. Such a wonderful hero. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Guys, if you have not read Between Wrath and Mercy, you totally need to pick it up and come back and chat with us. All right, guys, we're in the spoiler section. Okay, so, so let's let's start. So let's start from the beginning now. Yes. So we're in present day. Okay, yes. present day. Her daughter's sixteen, and her husband Faxon. Faxon. Do we want to talk about the world a little bit, like oh, yeah. the gods and stuff? Yeah. <clears throat> so let's do that first. 
You want to talk about the um, set up, set us up um, with a background with the gods. Like, what are the gods that all three of these countries? They they all like kind of worship the same gods, right? And um, there's four of them. So Juliet's going to tell us about which right. Which so there gods. right. So there are four main gods. There's Ionora is the goddess of light. Um, we have Rhea, who is the goddess of fertility. Hanwin. He is the god of wrath, and then we have Círdan, the god of dark. Yes. So those are the those are the four gods, and the beloved is said to be blessed by Inara. Right. So that's who Lucy is. Kind of like I don't want to call her like patron goddess, but that's the person who supposedly gave gave her her powers. Yes, and is her, her, her powers. Basically, patron. Exactly, yeah. and that's who um, her powers of light are supposed to bring about peace to the three countries. So there are three countries: the one that we're in, and the one that reigned as the crown prince of that's vesta mm-hmm. and um then we have the, the westeros that, yeah the king the king of westeros <laughs> and then we have the country that they're basically warring against and that's Volterra. Volterra. those are the bad guys yes, the bad guys and then we have the neutral country um Nithier. i don't know mm-hmm. how you i forgot how you pronounce it honestly jess wisecup does have a pronunciation guide at the beginning of her book though <laughs> which she comes in handy yeah but i think it's Nithier, and they're usually the neutral party basically so if they if either Volterra or vesta allies with Nithir, it could like you know tip the scales between like kind of like this war that's right. been going on for a while now right and i will say i want to give just a little bit of the backstory of the sister um her sister lucia mm-hmm. um so we do get in a flashback pretty early on that lucia was killed by king dryul um of Fulterra, also known as the king of bones the king of bones awesome. i love these i love that name yes i was like that is king of bones sinister um, so guess sinister. he's a sinister party in this situation <laughs> yeah i think he's the bad guy i think he's the bad guy <laughs> um and so all we know is that she feels immense guilt because she wasn't there to save her sister and that it was her fault she feels she, like it's her fault yes there's um, something about the situation she feels like very, she's to blame. so much guilt so much guilt that um uh, and she and Rain were. We know that they had a relationship, but that he rejected her, and she has basically disappeared. Yeah. Um. She got married shortly after her sister died. Um. About a week later, a week after um, her, her parents died. were kind of encouraging her to marry this guy Faxon. She married him. Um. They consummated the marriage, and she got pregnant, and has basically had not had sex with him since. Like she talks about that in the she very had first a baby, chapter. and she's like, "That was enough. You're not for touching me. me anymore." She yeah. also talks about how it was a very difficult birth. Um. Whenever she had Alora, that she, yeah, almost, she almost died, hemorrhaged, and died basically. Right. So like that was also a factor in her not like I guess it was more of her excuse, her excuse, to being like, "I don't want to get pregnant again." Yeah, because so she had like a abstain. midwife or nanny or somebody mm-hmm. who basically told him, "You need to not touch her." anymore yeah know? and so, so she's even put off the advances right. and it was never a love match i think he's like 15 years older yeah than her, she never yeah and he's not even very like physically attractive when she describes him like i think he has like a comb over and, and like a, a beer a belly punch, and i'm like ew <laughs> <laughs> but okay so the reason why she's in hiding is because shortly after allura's birth she displayed the powers that um lucia once did right she's a shock of white hair and right. her eyes would glow whenever she cried i think of like Daenerys Targaryen yes. or something. Like the Targaryens, they have that. that they have the distinctive hair, hair and, and the, the glowing eyes. And I think that the part, it's not really explained like fully, but I think the part of the, the glowing eyes, it's like high emotions bring out that. Right. And so it's very hard for a child, a baby, yeah. to hide that. And so yeah. she, um, Emma, is very distrustful of the um, myriad, which yeah. that's like kind of like the um, – 
the religious sense. And she feels like they're they're also partly responsible for getting her sister killed. Yes, like she because feels there like, was so much like pressure on right. Lucia and stuff. And when they confirmed at like the temple if um Lucia's like divinity, which is basically mm-hmm. ma- you have magical abilities, they call it divinity. Right. And she never really knew what went on in the temple for them to test Lucia, but whenever Lucia like walked out, like she could tell her sister was very drained and she actually heard her scream too. And so she's yeah. very Emma is very distrustful of she's this very protective religious of her daughter. Sex. And, and so she also she, thinks that I think also that Lucia was um like they almost like once they labeled her the beloved, she became the target, target. of the king. And of that's bones. why Fulterra was like right. Fulterran King was like, I'm going to possess her or kill her because One she could the be other. the deciding factor of a war between us. Right. So, yeah. So that's so a lot of power. She doesn't want a target on her daughter's back. And so she decides <laughs> because she is kind of like a member of the aristocracy. Her she dad is. owns a large estate and um Faxon wa- was going to run it like after the death <laughs> of her father. But guess what? Oh, our daughter has powers. I want to hide her so, so they're they living like off grid <laughs> off the grid in this place called brambleton this little like small brambleton. town vi- village and and a um, know-nothing house and also faxon we can tell is not very he visits the cities a lot because he doesn't like this he doesn't like, like this country lifestyle, lifestyle yeah he's not know? made for that country life okay yeah. he's like and not she's it. um just acts as like a local healer and she hides her own abilities um mm-hmm. she also what is her what is her uh she can hear heartbeats, but she can also affect yes. heartbeats. Yes, this like, is a this is a new thing that she's discovering about herself. Since she's hiding in Brambleton, um, she hasn't actually told the whole lot of people that she has these powers, like these mm-hmm. healing abilities. She can heal minor ailments and broken bones and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And she works with her friend, Mirren. Mirren. And Mirren's actually the local, like, head healer. Right. And so Mirren calls her whenever there's something, like, dire. And mm-hmm. she basically, like, is hiding the fact that she's helping Mirren. So not everybody knows that she has these powers. She's really trying to stay, like, off the grid, like Juliet said. Mirren um, seems to detect things, though. Yes. We learn more about her later, Yes, too. we learn she's more about her. Well. Uh, she's a little secret <laughs> as well, which she reveals later. But I really love it, how... Jess really sets up the loneliness of this kind of lifestyle. Yeah. She hasn't even told Mirren everything about her background. She right. knows nothing about. She's just too scared that someone's going to find out. The beloved and being killed, right. and her daughter also displaying powers. Like she's just trying to lie low, and she doesn't really have very many friends in the village because mm-hmm. she just doesn't want people to look at her too hard. You know, be right. interested in her and her daughter and stuff. And that's very lonely. But like Juliet said, she's a healer, and I feel like. It also contributes, like, her not knowing very much about her powers because later she discovers she has more. More right. abilities than just hearing a heartbeat. She, like Juliet said, she can affect she it. She can affect She them. can slow it down. She can raise it back up to the point of death. Yes. Which is really fucking cool, honestly. Yeah, that I is really a really like cool that. power. I like it, too. But she hasn't had, like, she's living in a small town village. How much is she really exercising the ability except for, like, some broken bones right. or, like, he- healing some cuts and some things? Like, she's not really exercising right. it. So the catalyst that gets changes everything is that Faxon well first of all Alora has always begged her mother because she of course it feels like a trapped princess she's 15 she's, she she's like I want to see the world I want to see what's outside Brambleton please you know yes. and like there's also a little local farm boy who um has a crush on her Theo. and they're kind of like friends and so um Faxon he always goes to town to do business quote unquote <laughs> 
or to spend money, actually. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, he on wants his to go to and gambling. Uh, uh, yeah, we <laughs> find out later that he was he was greatly in debt. greatly in debt with gambling. Um, and but he on. invites. He wants his daughter to come with him. It's like to he wants her to Mira. come. Yeah, and they usually go like every once in a while, like every yeah. five years or so, to Mira as a family. So, right. Like she does get out, but not often. Right. And this time, um, he was like, "I want to take her," and of course, Emma's hesitant. She doesn't want her daughter to go. Yeah, because she can't go at this time. She needs to stay behind and it's like well theo's gonna go as well and like okay it coincides well. with the time when she usually actually meets with her father on right. the sly because to her father money. gives her a little bit of money to support herself right. you know we find out later that her parents really kind of like disowned her because I know, lucia so was like the favored child and, and then after- he's remarried and never even told her that was weird i was, I was like, like that's so bizarre. strange her father feels kind of a little shady i kind he of want to know if we find out more about him in the next book honestly but um so she relents and she's like as long as you keep your divinity in check and i want you to um basically kind of dye your hair they use like this root um to make her hair darker temporarily oh yeah that's right Um, i forgot about that she's like as long as you do this okay i can't really argue with it it's only gonna be for a couple days that's fine so she's like going about her business healing things helping a mom deliver a baby um healing some broken bones of these children and then (laughs) one day she goes back to her house and there's these two men at the door and she gets a bad feeling about this she's just like she can say they're like looking at they're like snooping around her house yeah like like, what's going on here so she decides to um overhear their conversation and they have plans to attack her and rape her yes so she's like oh bad guys we're gonna we're gonna totally (laughs) do away with we also learn that she's gifted as an archer I really love this that later on we kind of figure out that Lucia was kind of just like the more um, like dainty of them. And she has been more interested in like fighting. Yes. And she hasn't had a chance to really spar with anybody. She's just been teaching Theo. But I mean, whenever you're training a young boy. But she does keep up her archery skills. She does kind of keep that up. Yeah. So she's a little bit rusty. Yeah. She hasn't really had an opponent. She hasn't really like (laughs) sparred with anybody her age in a long time. It's only been Theo. So when she does attack them, like it's a close call kind yeah. of and she, she gets almost, one she gets an arrow in one of them and then another one attacks her i think from behind or something yeah and it's a and close tries call, to rape her like she, yeah he gets close she guts him which is awesome yes so we get like a fierce moment for her oh yeah she's like covered in blood and oh. then she finds theo and theo is back he is beaten beaten and like he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't want to tell them where you live, but they threatened my mom and they have her. They have Alora. So they have <gasps> kidnapped Alora and she's like, who? And he was like, they were Falterans. And um, she also asked, she's like, well, where is Faxon and stuff? And I don't know, I was knocked out, but he wasn't there whenever I woke up and stuff. So like, I, I am know. immediately <laughs> fucking suspicious. Yes. Because well, and when I, he the, left. I know, exactly. When you were suspicious, I was like, I was suspicious of that too. I'm like, come on. No. <laughs> when he left home that that morning, he gave her a kiss on the cheek and said, "You know, um, like farewell, my love, or something Goodbye, like that." My he love, which my he never love. gives. He's her, not like, affectionate. They're no. not that type of couple. No. And she's like, "That was weird." And I'm like, "Yeah, that was fucking weird." I'm yeah. Like, what was that about? I'm like, that's sus. So I was like, mm, "Yeah, I feel like he's a shady character." Yeah. So and of we course, end up being right. We end up by being right, which I love. <laughs> So, of course, she tears off to her father's estate. She's, she's like, like I need help. She's bloody. <laughs> she's covered in blood. She leaves raining. the bodies, like, just takes off. 
there's no time to waste. Right. She's like, she's panicking. Her daughter's in the hands of the Fulterans, the enemy, the great enemy. You know, the king of fucking bones who killed killed her sister. sister. It's happening again. Yeah. So she rushes. So she rushes to her her, um, dad's estate. And when she gets there, she finds, she finds that Lavinia, Rainier's sister, and DeWalt, uh, Rainier's best friend and like second in command, Mm -hmm. are there. And she's like... Okay, and she just like it's burst into the room because covered she hasn't in blood. seen these she hasn't people seen them in sixteen for years. Years, they're all in shock because we find out that um, basically Rainier looks for her every year because the father said she was in Nathir, the yes, other the other country, the yes. neutral country. So he has gone searching for her for years. Whenever years, he, whenever I think it was maybe Dewalt that actually reveals it. It was either Dewalt, yeah. or, Dewalt or Lavinia that reveal that after the father insinuated that you were in Nathir. We stayed in there for the first year. We like literally were searching for you for a whole entire year, and then yeah. after that, we returned once every single year to search for you. Oh. Like he never gave up on her. I love a persistent hero. Me so too. I love this. In our first meeting between, well, you know, yeah, the, and then Rainier the like moment. steps in and it's like all quiet. And so this reunion was so intense, like because she has to ask this man for help, and they have a history. And for some reason, she she also feels guilt when she looks at him for yeah. her sister's death. Yeah. So come to find out, like this was a situation that happened. Um, since her father was like a lord and everything, um. He, the crown prince would visit over there because of Lucia's um, status as the beloved. And they were betrothed. And they, they were, were betrothed. They were betrothed to Mary. And I love how later on when they were discussing it, apparently like the first year that he had visited there, like he hated them because he was just like, ah, I don't want to do this. stupid family. uppity girls. My family wants me to do. <laughs> like I want to, I want to, you know, be with my, my friend DeWalt and, you know, yeah. do whatever. Like I don't want to have to entertain them. But they all four became so, well, five became all super close with each other and they would like run around the estate the gardens and everything and they were all really really close and she even got lavinia i mean she even got lucia to spar with them and stuff and it all changed that night so we have in the prologue like there's a brief (laughs) prologue between lucia and emma whenever they're laying down and lucia kind of offers she's like you know, I don't have to go through with it or whatever. It's very vague and stuff. Yeah. She's like, no. She's like, no, it's fine. But Lucia wants her sister to stay with her. And she's like, I want you to be with a conduit so that you can be by my side. I want you to come to the the city, Astera or whatever. Right. And we find out later that there is this ritual that conduits can perform. And it basically and that's gives whoever them holds life. magic. Yeah, whoever holds magic, if you have divinity, um, you can, you bond, can bond with somebody. And it's mm-hmm. usually a love match because it's usually kind of sexual in nature. Yeah, because the sex actually is part of the ceremony yeah, and creates more power. The, the mind, body, and soul parts of the ceremony. <laughs> and guess what happens during the body ceremony? <laughs> um, How do we connect? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we always kind of got a sense from the beginning that there was kind of like this forbidden love aspect right. between Emma and Rain. And Rain. And we find out later that, you know, they were there was so always, in love. always flirtation going on. <gasps> but the night that Lucia died, um, Rain actually was coming into his divinity. He's a little bit older than it, than them. And his ability is to create rifts, which is basically kind of like, you know, like. Create like wormholes. Wormholes to be able to in travel space, to other travel places. To travel to other places. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's to places that he's been, he could travel there mm-hmm. if he can picture it in his head. And he actually, they took down the wards around the right. estate to be able so to that travel. He could choose 
do yeah. the riffs. And the reason that they're traveling is because they want to have sex for the first time. Yep. And so this is why they feel guilt is right. because she feels like she was betraying her sister because she always assured her sister, like, no, you go through with it. Because this is the reason. Emma has always felt less than. Yes. She doesn't have abilities like Lucy. And the sister has always, and let's say this too, that the parents, especially the mother, has mm-hmm. always like adored Lucia and looked at, at Emma as the second best daughter. Right, exactly. You know? So and she has an inf- inferiority complex when it yeah, comes big time. to <laughs> her abilities. And uh, she's not strong enough because the whole thing about the bonding the bonding ceremony is, is that they actually share abilities after it's mm-hmm. complete. So like... She wouldn't have anything, according to her, to bring to the table Worthy. of a crown prince. She's like, I'm nothing. I don't have yeah. abilities. I'm a weak, I can listen I'm a to weak heartbeats and like right. heel cuts. Like, what else would I do? And he's so powerful and I'm just yeah. not cut out for that. I'm not the beloved. I'm not Lucia. I don't right. have these powers of the goddess of light or whatever. So after she felt like she betrayed Lucia because they were going to get married the next day. Like, Rain and Lucia were going yes. to get married the very next day. But since the wards were down, the Volterans were able to attack the estate. Yep. And in the process, Lucia died. Right. And we find out later that Rain actually opened up a rift. Like, after they returned and after they were under attack and mm-hmm. they were fighting and stuff. And... Under pressure, Rain has a difficult time opening up rifts. And to control it. And to control where he's sending people. But he was able to open one to save Emma. He, like, pushes her in. He pushes her through. He pushes her through a rift into one of the caves, which is, like, the caves they used to go to basically be alone. And -hmm. and actually, one of them is where they actually had sex. Yes. And, like, but he pushes her into a cave that's, like, basically closed off and, like, filling with water. It's like the tides are coming in. Yeah. So she does have, like, this claustrophobia from that event. From that situation. But Um, whenever he finally finds her because she starts hearing his heartbeat and starts like screaming yeah. for him and he is able to open up a rift as well. And Later and- on we find out that he was also hearing her heartbeat which I love that moment whenever yes. he said like I found you I didn't hear you at first I actually heard your heartbeat and she's like that's impossible because he doesn't have those powers right. but it like shows that there's fainted mates basically. Yes, yes. so there's twin flames. They're twin flames. They're twin flames twin which flames. is a big thing in this world which is basically two they're halves two halves of the, of the same, same soul. soul. I Perfect. love that. I like Complete love it. So anyway, she feels a lot of guilt because when they actually return, she finds that her sister Lavinia, um, Lucia, has died. Right. And she's like, if we hadn't have taken down the words, she would have been alive. She would still be alive. So and they're then- in like sudden like intense grief. And this is also her twin sister. Yes. You know, it's like doubly. They're just like so close, mm-hmm. you know. And so she's grieving like this mortal loss. And then and – and the other thing we find out is that Rainier says – I can't. And he rejects her. He yes. rejects her. And, and so. I really like his explanation later, too, because they were pretty young when all yeah, this Yeah, they were happened. like 17. Yeah. And he was like, I was raised a certain way. And I was still in the vein of following in um, my father's footsteps and mm-hmm. basically like duty. Duty was dra- was drilled into me. Yeah. So I knew that um, like an alliance needed to happen and stuff. And I, I couldn't be selfish because I actually, he was wants to change the country for the better. His father has lived a couple yeah. centuries. Yeah. And he's kind of getting a little senile. Yeah. Um, he and used he's to also be a good ruler, being, but he's now he's also not. turned cruel. Yes. He's not a good ruler anymore. And so he was just kind of like, I was trying to not be selfish when, you know, I said that we couldn't. Like, it was just so much was going on mm-hmm. and it was so fast. And then a week later, she's married. And, and the thing was, it's kind of funny. Them. It's kind of funny because there's a, there. 
she had several suitors. And then when this incident happened, she had went down to one, Faxton. Like, it's like all the other men kind of like back off. Like, I don't know, maybe there's a curse on this like family, tainted. whatever. This yeah, family tainted. tainted. But Faxton wants her. And, you know, he wants Still. this alliance. And so, and the parents, the parents are like, oh, pushing it. Watching. They're just pushing it. And she's so, she's in grief for the loss of her sister. And she's in grief for the loss of her love because he's rejected her. Yes. And so she's like, well, it doesn't matter. My life doesn't matter anymore. I might as well at least appease my parents. And so she does. And they consummate the marriage and then have a baby. Um, so it's just it's just interesting because he does he never thought that she would go through with it. Like he goes to the house when he said that stop he's like, her. I, I thought that you were never going to go through with it because you've never been a person to do what you're told. And I knew you didn't like him in the first place. Like I thought that you yeah. were just not going to go through with it. And there's so much anger, bitter feelings over all the decisions. Like what ifs? Like it could have been different. It could have been different if, if I hadn't rejected her. If you had let me in. If you had, you know, there was so many what ifs. Yes, so many what ifs. Yeah. But but this is what we're working with 16 years later. So 16 years later, he's standing there looking at her. And of course, he's like looking at the blood on her and is like, is that yours? He's like, you can tell his protective instincts are yeah. like immediate. Yes. Like and when she's he, like, yeah, I need help to find my daughter. She's yeah. she's and she's thinking that, oh, well, I need to convince him to help me. He doesn't have any loyalty to me. Like the last we parted right. on terrible terms. She actually stabbed him. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's like, right. They, they had a, fought, a fight where she was like, if I win, then you can't come after me. Like you have to leave mm-hmm. me alone or whatever and then she ends up by like stabbing him and um so she's thinking that she has to convince him and she has to tell him that her daughter is the beloved because then that means that she is a bargaining chip and this is why mm-hmm. like it's necessary for the crown prince to go after because the full cannot be in possession of the beloved let alone her daughter right so she's so thinking she that she to... has to tell him that yeah and that's the only reason why he's going to help is because of that. Which, of course, we Lo know behold, is utter bullshit. Rain has been in love with her this whole time <laughs> and has been searching for her. And he's just like, I love how later on we realize that. Okay, so later on we realize that Rain has actually just been recently engaged to yes. one of the daughters of the Queen of Ninth no, Year. Kiva. Kiva. Whatever her name is. It yeah. is Kiva. So – He's recently being engaged to her. And the part of, like, the binding marriage process and stuff like that is that they have to perform these tasks. Yeah. Before the Miriam gives you a task bless to you, perform. To bless your union. Yes. And she's already performed hers. She's already made him his cloak. And it's all different. They just assign you stupid things to do, honestly. Yeah. And he um, was basically – he had gone to the Miriam to get his task. But suddenly he just – sh- Last minute, he comes back. And he goes to her father's, her father's estate, estate instead. So it was kind of like fate. Like, he yes. was on the way to do his task, but instead he went Something to her father's estate. And then all of a sudden she's there she's asking there. for help with her daughter. Oh, it was so like, good. Like, I loved it. I loved it. Was it. So it was so good. Fate bringing them back together. And, like, you have a you have a feeling by the end of this book, like, it was the gods that are kind of, like, Yeah, the gods are pushing, pushing them back together. Because he had said mm-hmm. he had prayed, and he's not really super religious, right. and he had prayed for, like, guidance, basically. And he, that's he the He prayed path. to forget about her. Yes. He, to was for- like, he said, please let me put her behind it's been so long and then instead they push him and then he's like and instead he feels like he needs to go to her house her parents house (laughs) oh so good so much i love it so much so on their journey because they need to travel to mira which is the town where um she was like taken by and they need to discover like what's been going on let's say too that rain is very He's not cold, but he's hard. But also, there's like these little moments of tenderness, and like you can see, he still cares for her. But he's also like protecting his his and his hurt heart. Qu- she's 
more of the prickly type yes. than he is. Yes. I would say that he is wearing his heart a little bit more on his sleeve. Definitely. In the beginning. Um, and she is the one trying to basically push him away. Yeah. Because she, she in her head is just kind of like, he owes me nothing. He probably hates me type yes. of thing. Um, and I'm asking him for a lot, so I should be appreciative. But she also just has her defensive defenses up because every time she looks at him she feels that guilt yeah of the last time that yeah. she saw her sister she was reading guilt on i mean um she just anger hasn't let it go. on lucia's face like when they went back through the rift to find their um manor under attack she thinks that she sees lucia like basically blaming her like yeah. you betrayed which is me. totally not stupid we <laughs> find out later <laughs> there's so many things we find out later yeah okay, guys. which is we not find the out case later that lucia was actually in love with dewalt, DeWalt. And they had been sneaking out. Yes, and he, she had been bringing down the wards too, so they yes. could sneak away and so like, it be wasn't together. even. It literally wasn't even their fault. It just so yeah. happened to be shitty timing on right. the part of everybody, you know. And oh, I don't think that Lucia would have gone through with the ceremony. Um, I don't think so either. Because I, I we that find out later clear. that yeah, like basically, Lucia. Who was it who had talked to? Did Lucia and Rain had Lucia discussed and it? Rain had discussed. They had it. discussed it, and he had basically said that he was in love with Emma. So yeah. like. I don't think it would have happened, even if there wasn't an attack. So right. I, I don't know. It's like it's all these like, guilt feelings she's been carrying around for years for naught. Yeah, know? for naught. For naught. <gasps> so when they're on the way to um, Mira, there is an incident where she's obviously feeling feelings for Rain again. And she can't, like, she can't <laughs> control it. So she likes to go by herself a lot. And she's going to gather some more water. And there's this stream. And she's, like, admiring how clear the water is over here. Oh, my here, God. Like, the scene and (laughs) she turns around and she sees rain rain has followed her not only that and she talks to him and she's like we can't do this or whatever suddenly he pushes her against the he like puts his finger on her lips and just like basically goes in for the kiss and she's been feeling all the feelings yeah like oh god i can't oh my god i can't believe he's kissing me like this like i can't believe it and then she's like it's so different from when we were younger like obviously he's more confident probably more experienced and everything he's like being super aggressive like biting and yes biting her lips yeah and, like you know digging into her breasts and everything and she just like she's giving in all of a sudden she hears like in the background being like don't move don't move emma it's rain's voice but from very far away it's not close it's like <laughs> wait what is happening this is a fucking creature <laughs> who can like shape shift into like it's like Onan or something like that. I don't know how you pronounce it. They're kind of like vampires. They're like, okay, so they like, they can get into your thoughts and they can see like what you most want. So I love that part. That was really cool. Whenever Rainier was like explaining that and he was like, (laughs) (laughs) he knew that like she wants me. She wants me. (laughs) And like this creature was basically like sucking her blood and about to rip her throat out. Yes, he's he's killing her slowly. Yeah, he's he's killing her. her. He's killing her. And so like I love the moments where it's like you think that that person's gonna die and like all the emotions of the other yes. person like come out and like rain just like hold on and dewalt's there too and by DeWalt's the way there witnessing. Too, witnessing all of this and i really do love how they're protective of rainier too because they've been with him this whole time watching they've him seen his heart away yes and throw his life away kind of a little bit um right. wishing that she was there when obviously yep. she she was like not that far away from her home her right um, home she's within home. like a half a day's travel distance or something she was there the whole horse. time and yeah. they're they're a little bit like not understanding in some sense but of Lavinia's course they, more understanding yes. as the walt is more protective sister, of but walt's protective of his feelings his basically like, his like i don't want you to break my brother's heart again yeah. you know 
Um, and I anyway. Think, yeah. And DeWalt, I think, also is thinking, like, he lost Lucia and, like, she basically pushed Rainier away. But also, Rainier pushed her away first. So, you yep, gotta remember exactly. that. Exactly. No, it was blame <laughs> on both parts. But yes. I really do love when a hero is written to be um, more into the heroine oh, initially. Look. I do love that. 100%. That's my thing. I do love, because I feel like a lot of the times we have, like, a cold standoffish hero who you have yeah. to, like, break down his walls to make him admit any emotion but like not rain rain Mm -hmm. has so many feelings for her and even though you don't understand how long he's been looking for her at this point you get the feeling that he is so glad that she's back in his life that it doesn't even matter that he needs her to go find the daughter it's just like he's He's making constant decisions to protect her to keep her close to keep her safe like you can just tell like even the comfort like that first night when he brings in warm water Mm -hmm. and like for her tub like like, it's just like he's trying to take care of her (laughs) i love the caretaking i love the caretaking on rain's part when they get to mirin they discover that not surprising to us (laughs) <laughs> Stupid Faxon has actually sold his daughter to the Volterans. Yes. Because apparently he has lots of debts and he's been seeing these libertines, which are basically prostitutes. Okay. I love that Rainier and Lavinia, that when they discover this, they're basically like trying to prepare her, like just so you know, like he's been unfaithful to you. And she's like, I don't give a shit what he spent his money on. He sold my daughter. She's like, I don't care about that. And that's the first inkling Rainier is kind of like, wait, they don't have like this, like, you know, relationship. And it's I thought they had. frustrating to be in Emma's point of view because she doesn't correct some assumptions that he has like he's right. kind of fishing at this point being like you know yeah even um, that first night he's like you're gonna put me in your wet your bed that you shared with him like yeah. you know whenever and- they're in Brambleton and he just like um because she kind of gets a little bit jealous when she's thinking about all the people that he's, that he's been, been with. with right yeah and she's like well I mean I'm changing your sheets on your wedding bed basically like what the yeah. fuck like um, <laughs> excuse me but yeah so I really do love it but also it's frustrating that Emma is just not coming out and saying that we weren't like that, obviously. Yeah. I haven't slept with him in basically yeah. 15 She explains years. that later, that it's been yes. – when they finally have sex, when she's like – When they finally do have She said, sex. it's been a very long time for me, like – so now that they know that the Fulterans have actually put her on a ship and brought her to that continent, right. basically. She's definitely in they have enemy to territory. Right. And Rain's just like, I have to petition my father to be able to have the troops necessary. Right. I need to and get an army. Also, she also learns about um, this stronghold that Rain has actually um, overtaken in the Fulteran continent yes. called Cascade. Yes. This is just kind of like a lowly village town that he's been over the slowly years, building it up, basically like his own little ambassador. Care of the people right there. Right. And the Fulterans basically just kind of like, well, it's not even worth it. We're not even going to take back the territory because it's just like a tiny little village. But like he's right. like been building like this fortress right there. Right. And um, so they're like, I need, I need permission from my father to get the troops to be able to go to Cascade and we'll, mm-hmm. you know, make a stand and we'll get her back. I have. We also discover there. he has his own spies, like these shapeshifter spies. Ooh, cool. I want to know more about the shapeshifter okay. spies. So there are these two shapeshifters. One's, I think, a hawk. The other one's a mouse. Like, it's mm-hmm. a brother-sister, I think. They are brothers yeah. and sister. Um, it's so interesting. They're so, like... <laughs> 
So they just like come in and shapeshift completely nude. Hey, you know, or like, hey, uh, yes. giving information. So that was really cool to see the different kind of creatures, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she learns that Rain has been very busy. Rain is very worldly and has been a good king. And is like basically, well, not king, but prince establishing himself, you know, allies around the world. He has yeah. a lot of loyalty to like his soldiers. Like he's mm-hmm. fought b- battles and fought beside them. So he's even said like later, like if it comes to it, if my father doesn't give me the permission, I could still still gather up people right even like like we have an incident at the army so of course he's gathered like all these armies and a lot of them some of them were allied from um where kiva is from nathir or whatever and there's an but there's an incident do you remember the incident where one of them calls her a whore and then rain comes and finds out and punishes him she they have to ride on the same horse a lot and and um, so everybody's watching and seeing that like they think she's encroaching on kiva's man and she doesn't know right now that he's kind of a little bit betrothed to somebody (laughs) um and so they have this playful incident where um um, there's like this lake and oh, Rain yeah. is opening up a rift so that they can jump off a cliff and it's he's trying so to fun. entice her to jump off of it and instead she pushes him through the rift and he like falls he's down. He's the one who falls and, and so like they laugh the about it and he pulls her into the water and it's just like very kind of romantic and I really love it. Super um, romantic. And so like the soldiers are all watching this and it's like yeah. something going on between them yeah. um, and one dude has a problem with it and he calls her a whore. And, now Thyra um, who's one of the warrior women you know who's i love her she's her. like a shield i do too she they, reminds me yeah she reminds me of like a brienne of tarth or yes. something you know and like a valkyrie <laughs> like yes. she's very just like strong she's like yeah. a well she's beautiful. the daughter of an orc yeah olga it's really asshole who yeah. sold her after he made her into a warrior so she's had a very rough past but um uh, I really, I have to say, it really, I, I try not to get jealous, but you know how I am when I found out that they had, she had slept with Rain, like, but it was when they were both vulnerable and it was a bad idea and la 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 la. And I still I, was I, like, I don't mind them though. I don't, I don't mind it. I because didn't it mind it in sexual. this one. It wasn't right. sexual. Yeah. And I think that's why I didn't mind it in this one. And when he explained it and said like, he just got really drunk and he was, and he was lonely, know, really and lonely he was that of, night. Yeah. And she got really drunk as well and that was the first time she's ever had sex willingly the, like that right, whole situation willingly. And yeah in the same. morning she was on disgusted she was like oh god no it's my brother like, <laughs> yeah, I like that was gross like, sorry no, we're not doing that again <laughs> that is, this is that's so, what like, i'm saying usually it, okay. it bothers me but this one for some reason did not and i think that's because i really love though as well that emma names later on thera her um she's her a personal guard yes. yeah yeah she's like i respect this woman and yeah. i want her at my and side i love that too that they became friends and that was another thing Rain's like you are incredible like i can't believe because he's like i could never he thought he thought that he might have to send thera away away and it was heartbreaking because, because he obviously he wants emma and he was just like oh shit is he is she gonna make me give up my friend yeah because, because i slept, slept with her together. once yeah and she surprises him by saying like nope not at all. I yeah. don't care. Why would I do that? And I, it, she was a little jealous at first, but then she discovered, yeah, you know, the, the true circumstances, feelings and she was like, okay, it's fine. And Thera becomes basically, I mean, will destroy. She's the one who calls she's out fierce. the dude. She's so fierce and defensive mm-hmm. and protective of M that I love it. She you becomes know? so like loyal. She, to she her. knows how strong she is, mm-hmm. and she sees her true character. And I just really love that. I, really I do love too. Good girl. So there are some really cool characters. Mm-hmm. You know, very cool characters. Um, um, I, so we can talk about also when they return to Brambleton, <laughs> they scoop up Mirren and Mirren decides that she's going to come with them. And that's after she reveals because 
So Emma feels a little guilty that she's never revealed her background to Mirren, but she's yeah, like, because hey, they were like best friends, yeah. but she never shared. Hey, I've been keeping a secret <laughs> a big to secret. Emma, and so whenever she reveals that she is a marrow, and she was captured, and her um, medallion was destroyed, so which right. means that she's like a sea creature, basically. Yes, and I love it. it and if you reminded Juliet Marier, I know. So this is love. nostalgic for us. Yeah. back to the selkies of Juliet Marier. Yes, yes, because the marrows once her cloak and whatever is taken she can no longer return to the sea yeah. and um, basically land bound um, a human stole her you know yeah. and, and so she could never return yep and, and she was like yeah she's forced stuck. into that and so she's stuck on land she can never return but um she also has a bit of compulsion to her yes, as well. it's like a siren it's like a I, siren okay so what she makes rain do is basically just kind of like kneel down and then forget that he ever knelt down or yes. whatever but then she also compels emma to do it and since we're in emma's point of view we don't know um, that it happened what what she compelled emma to do we just know that she wakes up and she has her arms around rain's shoulders and i'm like i want to know <laughs> what she compelled him to Mirren's do just toying with them <laughs> because he had a small smile around his face and i'm just like does she make her confess something like yes, i want to know i want to know. know what just happened oh okay, my god anyway, that was so, good that was um, a good Mirren's little scene just um with them because obviously she has some compulsive powers that might come mm-hmm. in handy. And then we, we find out that um DeWalt and Lavinia are actually a bonded pair, but they're more like friends who sometimes they're like, like friends sleep with benefits. together. <laughs> and they also um so they Lavinia like having is bisexual and she leans more towards women and um sh- her and Mirren start uh Yeah and DeWalt's perfectly okay with this uh that one scene whenever they're like all in the tent and um mirren and lavinia are like kissing and like dewalt's like getting really turned on yeah and uh rain later says like yeah we had to get out that tent because it didn't matter if we were in there it was gonna happen yeah they didn't care care when it's not gonna like stop because we're because they don't always sleep together dewalt and lavinia Mm-hmm. Um, but when the compulsion like happens, because yeah. the whole like body sharing is also a way for their powers to exactly. Stay it's shareable. like a, it's like a recharge. Yeah, you know exactly. So sometimes they're compelled to to be with each other, but not very often. I loved the sex scene, the first sex scene. Well, all the sex scenes, but the first sex scene between Rain yes. and M. It was like they, you know. <sighs> You know, and we also learn also that the first time they had sex, they were interrupted, you know, because they feel like the pull back to home. Mm -hmm. So they didn't even finish, you know. And so it's just like it was like this moment of like, finally, they can be together and finally they can give in to their emotions. And I really really love how gentle Rain is, too, because they do a couple things before they actually have sex. And it's very gradual. Like he wants her to be ready. She's not ready at first. She does a couple of things. She also Um, has some low self-esteem, too, based on her body. As much as as a warrior as she is, she has very low self-esteem. And I think she's. Yeah, and also I think she's also thinking like I'm not the 17 year old fit girl I was back then. Now she's I've got like extra like you know body. body fat from having a baby and like all this stuff. And like he loves every introvert, which is no. awesome. That's why Rain is just we such love a Rain. great character because he's just like I fucking love I love you. You, you are the same every bit of person <laughs> every that bit of I you. knew and loved only better now. And like I, still which is what true love, love is like. Yeah. You know, like they don't care. You exactly. know, and so it's nice. So interesting. Interestingly enough, she gets visited in a dream because they find out that um, Alora is with oh, um, yes. the 
younger son and Rain Kieran. is like, this is actually a good thing. He is not sadistic He's not like sadistic Declan. like Declan, the older brother. Right. And we may have a chance because I've actually had meetings with him and maybe we can negotiate. So this is a good thing. Well, apparently Kieran's powers are kind of like dream walking. Yes. And he visits her in a dream and basically is just kind of like, uh, you can stare daggers. But I it, see where she gets yeah. it from because you're staring daggers But at it's me. almost, it's dream walking, but like you said, it's like real. Like he brings her to where his home is, like yeah. in the dream, you know, which and is really And he basically cool. says like he's willing to give Allura back. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want um, her in the hands of the brother. And we kind of discover he obviously has feelings for yeah, her. <laughs> he kind of has feelings for her. And I'm very interested to find out more about him because we only see yeah. him really in these dreams and then yeah. right toward the end of the book. <laughs> and um, he dream walks a couple of times. The second time, she's actually able to see Alora. And at first, she's being a little stubborn because she does find out that she's the beloved from them. Her mother yes. never told her. Yes. And she's feeling very frustrated that she was, you know, sh- um, sheltered in this way. Mm-hmm. And her mom didn't really prepare for any of this and of course frustrated with her father yeah the first thing she finds her. out is she's kidnapped and sold across the ocean yeah and she's like why would my dad <laughs> little sell me? like what the fuck and i also love how we get the protective instinct from kieran where he has faxon tied up outside with a chain around <laughs> his neck like a dog yes because he sold his daughter yes and then slapped her like later yes, on so yes. it's very interesting because i was like Mm-hmm. Yeah. Protective of Aurora, oh, yeah. aren't you? Yep. So anyway, they have this plan to meet, basically. Um, and he wants to do it on the sly. And he's like, I have this plan. Basically, I'm going to bring – my brother wants me to bring um, her to Cascade. And you guys will be there. And I'll actually bring her to you. And I want you to capture me, too. Like, yes. you know, capture like, me, too. So capture to me, too. Basically – I don't want to be with the full Terrans anymore. Yeah, I don't and I can be kind of like a bargaining chip brother. kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so that's their plan. So they're kind of preparing that mm-hmm. um, the brother Declan is gathering his army to go to Cascade. Right. And so they have this time too. And they go to the capital city of Vesta to be able to petition the dad for like the armies. <laughs> and by this time, he's wearing her down. And they <laughs> finally consummate um, their, their love for each other, finally. <laughs> once he has a bed for her. And it's so beautiful when they come together i, I love just, also that he so brings tender. her it is and he brings her to like um this special home he's built with her in mind everything the gardens the garden, everything because she's a gardener her. oh god like oh, and she knows it like she's just like crying she's like he did this for me he built this place for me years ago and years like ago. everything he's doing is like showing her that he plans to have her in, in his, his life. life and yeah. also like when he basically says go get dresses on credit he also um <laughs> says that you can get books on credit as well her daughter Laura <laughs> loves to read and he's yeah. like i already put her name down um on my account and yeah stuff. like he's showing her like this like, could be your life this is i'm gonna take care of you and i'm gonna laura's gonna be mine as well oh, i forgot you know? before they even get there so there is an incident where apparently after um oh, Faxon. Kieran, uh, yeah, Kieran <laughs> actually got really fed up with Faxon after kicked him out. Um, he slapped Alora. He he basically has him shipped off to them. It's like he's your problem now. His mind has been broken by a seer and a mind breaker. Alora, uh, Alora. Emma heals him just enough to be able to get a couple of like details from him, like what's and going on. And he also on. says, "I get." He says, "I guess um, she's yours I now." I guess she's yours terrain. now. I always knew that she opened up her thighs for you or whatever. And um, he talks to Emma, saying like, "Your eyes are white and stuff like that, and all yeah. that." He says like some really cryptic fucking things. Yeah. And she's like, "Well, his mind's too broken," and she <laughs> actually stops his heart. That's like the first time that she, she kills him, kills somebody like yeah. this, and she makes his heart stop. And 
And um, she feels a little bit of guilt for that. She's like, oh, shit, he didn't stand trial or whatever. But she was so angry. She was so angry yeah. that and he Rain said, look, we know he was the guilty party. You're not going to get persecuted for killing him on the spot. Like, this is not like a war crime or yeah, something exactly. like that. Like, and don't if you worry. wouldn't kill him, I would I was going him. to kill him. Like, he was dead. <laughs> he was absolutely dead before this. Oh, yeah. He's wanted to kill him for a long time anyway. <laughs> so Rain, when they're, um, when they're at his home and he's trying to wear her defenses down, because it's truly like that's all that's standing in the way at this point is her defenses, yeah. thinking that she She's not good, good enough, enough to be a consort to, be the queen. to him. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to bring anything, anything to the table. And she's just very hesitant about this life. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to convince her. And she's finally starting to wear down. I love whenever he gives her the ring, too, that he doesn't really ask her that. He, like, basically puts the ring on I her know, finger. Like- <laughs> he just kind of, like, she's like, I didn't say yes. And he's like, I know. But it's still I don't on care. your finger. Wear it. It's still on your <laughs> finger. Because this is happening. I'm never going to let you go again. Oh, yeah. Rain's, like, he's, like, full head, head on. Like, this is gonna happen well there's a confrontation with his parents mm. so when they go to petition the king for all of this um the king basically says like some some things and says like well how do we even know that your daughter is a beloved you could just be saying this right and, um he's like well since she's in the hands of the enemy basically uh i think it's safer for us to just have him kill have her killed and i've already sent assassins out to go do this <gasps> and this pisses him off obviously yeah. as a mama bear and she basically tries to kill the king which has some consequences <laughs> okay um she gets thrown in the dungeon and, mm. earlier, and guess who visits her in the dungeon so rain has already broken it up up with kiva the yeah day we that find she out go get her wardrobe he's yes. first thing we go break up with kiva yeah and she just kind of like mad that she would be overthrown for this yeah because she just wants the power yeah you know power. i mean she didn't she love rain about him and yeah. when she visits her in the dungeon emma in the dungeon and she's just like i thought that you would be beautiful and stuff but you're yeah, not. but you're not and you're you nothing even have power like i could crush <laughs> you and she actually starts breaking emma's bones which is like i was like oh shit what a what a power i she, know like, breaks her femur her bones are like sticking out of her skin it's crazy and emma has the healing ability and she's able to heal herself which this is when she's discovering that mm-hmm. um like along the journey that she can heal herself and that's kind of unheard of like for healers yeah. to have that power to heal themselves and she's like, if I can just cauterize the artery that she has obviously nicked and stop her heart, she needs to have contact with her. And she pulls her hair and she puts her hand <laughs> on her neck and she like makes her heart like race really fast until like she dies. It basically explodes. And she's near death and rain like brings her back up. And, um, and they have they, to hide the body. They have Kiva. to hide the body because they're like, um, we can't let her mom know. Yeah, because Kiva's like, a, oh, she's like an important aristocrat. Of she's the daughter, the, uh, adopted the other... daughter of the Queen of Nathir. Right. So like, we can't <laughs> let that know. We're just going to be like, we're going to brush this under the rug and hopefully they won't notice <laughs> for a couple of weeks. And he just like, first of all, when she finally, she finally accepts him. That moment mm-hmm. when she's being taken to the dungeon, she turns around and she says, yes. Okay. She's like, fuck this. Cause we can do a better job. Right. Like we can them. do a better job. I think it's when she parents. realized when she saw King Soren and the wife, he is, she, she was like, these fuckers. Yeah. I can definitely do better than them. You yeah, know, exactly. like this is like, like, no, we're going to, he can't stay in power. We're, we're no. going to do this. Yeah. So 
so they have to go through with the wedding ceremony because he Rain wants them to do it now so that she can have his rifting right. powers. Because they want to be if they want to be true conduits and bonded, mm-hmm. then she'd be safer. And so he's like yep. insisting upon them doing that before they go to Cascade. So they have to do the mind ceremony, which is basically like the wedding ceremony. Yeah. They have um the mom actually kind of marries them, which I yes. thought was really cool. It was good. The There's mom's sort of coming around a little bit. Of power that she's feeling some energy from them. Yeah. There's a slice their hands and yes. do sort like, of like blood a blood. Mixing. But yeah. like I'm curious about these weapons because she's being called to these weapons. Yeah. Um and we don't really know like what the relationship with her and the weapons are right mm-hmm. now. Um I mean at all during the first book. We have they no have idea. Have to have what's some happening. kind of history or something that yeah, we'll get later. Some, something of importance because she keeps getting called to these weapons. Yeah. And um so the the wedding ceremony is done and at the reception basically she sees this woman all in white and she has white hair and she's like <sighs> Oh my god. It's a goddess. It's That's a, a it's Ayanora. And then this triggers a memory for her. When she was bleeding out delivering Alora, she kind of like she had pushed two visitors. To the side yeah. And she saw both the goddess of Rhea, fertility, and, fertility and the goddess of light Ayanora. at her bedside. She's like, oh shit. And she's discovering more about her her abilities and she's thinking I think, I like, think. <laughs> after they do the body ceremony and they have sex in the garden, which mm-hmm. I love, mm-hmm. um, he's like, that light, because there was, like, lightning and stuff. And she's just thinking it's raining and that's the right. thunder and lightning or whatever. And she's like – and Rain's like, no, it came from you. Your eyes turned white. And he's mm. like, have you ever been able to do this before? Has anybody ever said that you've – and she's like, no. And she's like, oh, shit, I think maybe I could be the beloved. Maybe I'm the beloved. <laughs> yep, yep. Because she's putting all, all the pieces together. she's having more powers. Yeah, the power's like, like – amplifying quickly exactly so we have that little tidbit and then we um before we go to the soul ceremony which is the final part of it um they're taught she's talking about like if the Volterans find out that Allura is not the beloved. She's not a good bargaining chip anymore. Like we can't let them find out that I'm the beloved. So we have right. to kind of hide so the fact that. to the um the myriads or whatever they're called, right. the supreme, the leader of the the religious sect of this um this religion. Yeah, because the soul ceremony has to take place at before the myriad, the head of the myriad or whatever. Yes, and, and they have to drink, they have to drink, the, drink the water from this like and so special well. Having this conversation about the, and he he's very protective and he's like we're not going to let them, you know, nothing's going to happen to Laura, to your daughter, to our daughter, la la la. Yeah. All of a sudden, this triggers she, something. Yeah. Emma's like, oh my God, that's our what daughter. he meant. Yes. When Faxon said, oh, I guess, I guess she's, she's yours. yours. He didn't mean Emma. No. He meant Alora is yours, Rain. I also called this at yes. the beginning of the book. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I, I texted Jen. I was, I was like, like, Jen, I think Alora, I know they didn't like finish. But, like, well, I'm sorry. Well, even at the beginning, like, when she was very vague about, like, oh, I did something that I regret and uh, I feel like I betrayed her. I was like, they had sex. Yes. And then she married this guy a week later and then she yes. was pregnant very – like, Yeah, like, come on now. Mm-hmm. And then I was definitely... telling Jen, too, um, I was just kind of like, I don't remember the description of Alora if her skin was darker. And so after I finished the book, I went right back to the beginning. <laughs> and she does mention that Alora um, has tanner skin yes. than her. So I was yes. like, ah, so it was awesome. Always there that she could be Rain's daughter. Right. Um, so right. I really love that. And when she's figuring this out in her, like, she's mentally reeling. And she's feeling so much regret because she was like, I have I kept, kept him, him away I, from his so daughter. So, look, I had a moment, like, when I felt sorry for her because she's literally having a panic attack, a literal panic attack because she has kept his daughter from her her whole life, you know. And I was like, okay, you should feel a little bit of guilt. <laughs> yes. Because, like, 
It's true. He's been looking for the whole time and he never. But also it's like I'd love that he never blames her. He never He's does. Just, it's, it's a moment of devastation and tragedy that neither one they of them can They both realize what they lost. She what regrets they it lost. heavily they and he regrets it too. So much. And they're both a little bit to blame because he pushed her away right, first. Right. He pushed her away first. And it was just And pushed her into marrying Faxon. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And she's so apologetic. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Right. But he's so happy. He's, he's like, so she's happy. Mine. She's my daughter. She's, she's my mine. daughter. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. So let's get to the final battle. Yeah, satisfying. So after she drinks from the waters, they're both connected, right? And they can share each other's and they can they test it out a little bit. She also gets some creepy vibes from the Supreme. She's like, he's weird. Yeah. He also mentions the king's first wife. Yeah, what is going on with that? Okay, so her name was Lark, and apparently the king forbade everybody from talking about Lark because and, she committed atrocities. Atrocities, and he had her mer- had her executed for her atrocities. And apparently, the whatever Supreme they were, was tight with Lark. And I'm like, that immediately is sus because if you were friends exactly. with somebody who was so awful that nobody speaks her name, Lark. Anymore, Lark is going to come back into play later. I just feel like whatever happened to her, whatever she did. <sighs> Is like it's like I know I'm like did she have a have a child with someone else did she like I'm trying to think what did she I don't know what did she do a bit of a mystery at this point but that's what's so exciting about this series yes um and so she gets this this um message in her head that basically says go to sleep Emma (laughs) Karen's trying to talk to her Karen's like go the fuck to sleep I need to talk to you and so um she has Rain knock her out basically so she can immediately fall asleep and he's like Declan has her he has her and yes and they're heading toward Cascade you need to get there soon and so they rift all the way there um and their powers a little bit depleted because they had been experimenting like she was experimenting to see if she could use his powers so she doesn't have like they're both a little bit tired once they get to cascade and there's a full-on assault going right on. there's it's like in full battle mode like uh, you know and she's also wearing just... like the armor that was the gift um the wedding gift that Rain gave her <laughs> and um she's using her powers this is the first time that she's actually like using, using the them. light powers. the light power it's, it's like lightning and yes, fire it's yes, cool it's, it's really very cool, cool. and she's cool. helping the army and all of a sudden she sees declan and declan's watching this display <gasps> and he's like and he's smiling ah, ah you're the beloved like, like he beloved. knows. So they have this confrontation and he's like, oh, he's a very typical douchebag villain with all the little <laughs> smarmy things to say. <laughs> he's really an asshat. But what happens is like, so they get en- engrossed in this big, th- uh, th- Thera is there, like uh, Raj is there. They're, they're all fighting and battling. And she's getting so defeated. Um, she actually passes out at She one passes point. out. And so Rain freaks out. He opens a rift, grabs Declan and falls through it. And they like disappear. Yeah. But at the same While time, passed out though the god the Han god of Win. wrath Hanwin like basically gives Comes her up, more energy he just like touches her forehead she, I think and she gives asked her him too power. she's like whose side are you on because he could bless anybody yeah he's like I'm not sure yet but and then he touches, like, her he touches her forehead gives her some energy back <laughs> he's still deciding like so yeah it's like these gods pop in whenever it's convenient that's what reminds me of the Greek gods like they decide power. like yeah. Aries he, it depends what he's feeling like who's yeah, gonna help he's on you know side or that side I don't know so um also, we have the confrontation. So Declan has like the shadow power. It's like the shadows. Yes. And so once they're battling, um, so Laura's actually in the same tent while they're battling. Yeah. They find out she's like on a cliffside with the father, the king of bones. Yes. And so they rush there. Yes. And um, all of a sudden, Kieran 
appears there as well. Yes. And it's like, she, Emma's like, is, did he betray me? Like, was like, this what's a happening? For us? Why is he, like, what, what's he here for? Yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden, they have Kieran go behind Alora <laughs> with a knife to her neck. Push a forehead. I, 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 it's so visual. He grabs her by the forehead and presses her head back to his chest and says, I'm sorry. And then slits her throat from ear to ear. Yeah. Like, I was like, and what? The fuck? A person appears behind him. The black-haired, pale-faced vampire, <laughs> who's also, she says, he has like a... a the god of darkness. Like, his lust and seduction and everything wrapped up into mm-hmm. one in darkness. I'm like, perfect vampire. So, so uh, we don't exactly know what's going on right here, but, but we, that has to be theorizing that, that Kyrdin, maybe he was... Maybe he the was, god of yes. darkness, Kyrdin. And maybe he had influenced this situation Kieran and Kieran yes exactly maybe he had influenced this situation because we think that Kieran has really, really like actually Laura. loves her but he's just That's murdered her so yeah. this is very fascinating I'm yes. like if he is going to be is, I'm really curious if the next one if he is going to be a hero and Alora is going to be the heroine they're so young. Or they they're are so young. young she's 15 I know I thought she was like 16 it's been 16 years. She is 15. Yeah. So it's just, she's too young she's to be. She's too young, I guess. Married. I don't know. But It'd be weird, Are we going to jump ahead? Like, I feel like, I really wonder, because y'all were coming up on a cliffhanger. So basically, yes. so basically it ends where uh, M loses her fucking mind that her daughter's, and she is like screaming and screaming and screaming and running toward, like trying to get to Alora past all these shadow creatures that are holding her back. And guess what? She gets blessed by the shadow god too. Yes, I the mean, shadow by the god, god blesses of dark. her too. So yeah. she's been blessed by all of the gods. Yeah. All five. And she has she is the, the shadow beloved. power now. She is the beloved now, right? She has to be. But then we switch to Rain, and Rain is like, he he feels this devastation through the, their connection, and then he feels like he loses both the connection right yes. before he's going to die at the hands of Declan. Yeah. Like, he's literally in the arms of Declan, and Declan's about to kill him. And that's where the book ends. That's where the book ends. That's where the we fucking book, book ends! <laughs> so, okay, so I was thinking, I was wondering... How she set this up, like, into the future. I'm wondering if we're going to jump ahead and go back to find out what happened or what's happening. We have to have a scene immediately, at least, unless unless the next book's going to be told in Rain's point of view. I hope it picks up exactly where it is. It might be told in Rain's point of view where we don't know exactly what happens to them right away, honestly. I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, because we did have that very last chapter in his point of view and the whole chapter was was Yeah, and he's like, I've lost their connection or they both dead. So I'm wondering if maybe that's there's going to be a separation there because otherwise I feel like it has to pick up at this moment because Emma is trying to bring her back. She's never brought anyone back before. She was actually explicitly during her little test before she married Rain, instructed by the volunteer um, to not bring her back because apparently the priests of this religion thought that she would be very dangerous if she was able to kill people and bring them back to life. And so mm-hmm. that priestess was basically like, hey, like speaking mind to mind, like don't bring me back. I've resigned right. myself I to this fate. That. Mm-hmm. And I'm not uh, – just kill me, but don't act yeah, like don't you're let them, And don't let heart. them see that you have that power. Exactly. Don't. But it's been foreshadowed the whole book. So we yeah. know she's going to bring her daughter back. We know – Laura can't die. I mean, Laura's just, not going to die. Period. But I'm just like that hasn't actually happened yet. So right. I'm just wondering like where, where exactly where are we going to go up. where are we gonna go like and the other thing is Declan rack? said he made he said he's like you know your uh, my brother's like deflowered your your daughter and mm-hmm. all this stuff it's like she's been sleeping with him the whole time but I have a feeling they're sleeping in the same bed but not sleeping together yeah but, um but yeah. we don't know 
We don't, we don't fucking know. We don't know anything at this we don't, point. We, we're fucking clueless. <laughs> we are as clueless as everyone else. But luckily, the next book comes out not <laughs> next too month. next month, not too far in the future. The cover is fucking beautiful for that one too. Mm. Like when Jen had showed me. Have the you cover seen some deal? of the fan art? Jen's been sending me yes. fan art. Yes. It is so beautiful. Between it is I beautiful. love the fan art of Rain and Emma. They're very polar opposites in like appearance, and they're just like contrastingly beautiful it's like you know the, like light and dark that light and yin dark and yang, oh like beautiful they complement each other they're the yeah. twin flames i just love it yes love it. it is they are the twin flames okay oh, showdown there's so Jess. much there's so much packed it's, in this book we i know. barely touched on all of it honestly y'all like there's so much shit we had to, we can't we can't talk about all oh, of it man. without this being like a four-hour long podcast. i honestly could not pick a showdown like for me it, mine it would, what is yours? I'm going to pick the moment where she realizes that um, Alora is Reigns because I wasn't like, I was expecting Alora to be Reigns, but right. I wasn't expecting like the deep emotion the of like, regret and stuff. Yes. And I liked how he wasn't blaming her. I did and too. it was actually like a beautiful moment that yeah. she's like, oh my God, I'm so happy yes. that Alora is Reigns, that she's yes. not the daughter, the daughter of this person who sold her. Mm-hmm. Like she is Reigns. And every time I saw her smile, like I always thought of Reign and now I know why. Like I thought right. I was just searching she for has him. your smile. She yes. tells him because she like, has her smile. Does she look and like he me? just starts crying. Yes, it was so fucking beautiful. And I'm just it like, was. he deserves this. He it deserves was. this. It he was. deserves this family. And I want to see Daddy Rain. Yeah. So I love that scene so much. It's such a beautiful moment because yeah. she has been pushing him away so much. They're in the middle of the ceremony, so they're getting married, and yes. I'm just like, this is just the kind of like the yes. perfect thing, and Agreed. I loved it. So I'm just so, excited. <laughs> that one is beautiful. I agree, and I think for me, like. And I don't often choose sex scenes, but I would definitely choose, call it a making love scene their first time. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's in the place that he has built this home he has built for her. Mm-hmm. It's like all those emotions that he has loved me this whole time and has built this life waiting for me, yeah. waiting for our life to start. And now our life is starting. And I just loved it. But I also like just like honorable mention scenes. <laughs> um, like, cheating. I, I can't help it. I love the playfulness in the water, the whole cliff jumping scene. That was a scene. wonderful scene. It was, was they were playing and together. And you could I loved see. him coming after her and, yes, throwing, and throwing, throwing her, her in the water. Like, it reminded me, like, this is what they were probably like when they were 17. Yes. Like, this is, this is the relationship, like, mm-hmm. reuniting. And I just loved it in the succubus scene because, yeah, because he knows. She wants it. I love that. <laughs> she was like embarrassed. She's like, I hope they don't mention it. And he was like, so all I need so. to do is kiss you. And like apparently. <laughs> That's awesome. It was really oh good. God. There's lots of great scenes, yeah. honestly. I feel like Jess Wisecup has done a fantastic job. She has. With she has. setting up this very interesting story. And we can't wait for the next one in the series. That's right. Next next month. Okay. Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing A Matter of Temptation by Stacy Reed. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.